Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Do You Talk Funny? 7 Comedy Habits to Become a Better, and Funnier, Public Speaker for You. Many people are scared of public speaking. A rapid heartbeat, sweaty palms and nervousness are some of the most common signs of someone who is afraid of speaking in public. Sometimes, speakers who are nervous can even forget their speech. For some, the mere task of doing a presentation at work in front of their bosses will cause them to stammer and forget their prepared notes. This brings so much distress to those who are going through it, but these individuals should take solace in the fact that fear is natural. It's felt by everyone. The author of this book, David Nihil, was also terrified of public speaking. When he was in college, he once gave a presentation in a human resource management class. In order to be less nervous, he drank four bottles of beer before the speech. The alcohol didn't help, he jibber-jabbered in his opening speech and said, My name is Mustafa, and I am an exchange student from southern Yemen. In fact, Nihil was neither an exchange student nor from Yemen, and he did not understand why he said that. Because of this terrible speech, human resource management was the only subject he did not receive first-class honors. He only got a second-class honors degree when he graduated, missing the highest mark of the top university in Ireland. Later, Nihil successfully transformed into a stand-up comedian through diligent practice and one-year consecutive stand-up comedy performances at California's leading clubs. He won the 43rd annual San Francisco International Comedy Competition, the runner-up of the Moth's largest U.S. Grand Slam storytelling competition, and was featured in Forbes magazine. He also founded Funny Biz, a community and conference series, to help content creators tap into the potential of storytelling, comedy, and improvisation. Nihil tells us through his practices that everyone can speak calmly and humorously in public with proper practice. Stand-up comedy is of great help in improving public speaking. To help more people improve their public speaking skills, Nihil summarized several methods of stand-up comedy performance and wrote the book Do You Talk Funny? This book is regarded as an easy-to-start humor class for people with zero foundation. It teaches you how to conceive, create and perform jokes and how to apply these jokes in a public speech. Whether it is a business speech, daily public talk, or thesis defense, the techniques taught in this book can be of great help to novice speakers. Next, we will introduce this book to you in three parts. Part 1, How to Tell a Good Story. Part 2, How to Add Humor. Part 3, How to Deliver a Brilliant Stage Performance. Part 1, How to Tell a Good Story. Be it a business or an everyday public speech, we are selling our content and opinions. Our goal is to impress the audience. However, if we only focus on facts and being logical, we will come over as boring and stale. The human brain doesn't enjoy that kind of a speech, you will end up losing your audience. Scientists have proved that the human brain learns through stories and visual cues. In other words, our brains are inherently used to recognizing, memorizing, and digesting information through stories. Therefore, the best way to deliver a public speech is to entertain your audience by using a story to express your points. But, how do you come up with a good story? Nihil said that if we want to make the story more attractive, we need to include some basic elements. First, determine the protagonist of the story, and describe the difficulties the protagonist faces. For example, what kind of goal the protagonist wants to achieve, what are the obstacles, and add a particular emotion that can break through the obstacles, such as love, ambition, enthusiasm, etc. Then, create conflicts or turning points for the story, like difficulties or challenges faced by the protagonist, and tell how they work towards the goal. Finally, 
the ending part of the story should refer back to the opening lines. Let's take an example. Airbnb's current valuation is about 1 billion US dollars, but no one could imagine that in the early days of their business, when the company's founders Joe Jebbia and Brian Chesky were struggling to pay rent. But they still had a dream to establish a short-term rental website providing unique accommodation options for travelers worldwide. This is the beginning of the story, introducing the protagonists and their ambitions. Next, we will talk about the challenges encountered by the protagonists when they started up a business and how they made a turnaround for the company through their efforts. Because of a lack of startup capital, they could only raise funds everywhere and struggled to maintain the business. To solve the problem, they had to fall back on their design schooling and created two kinds of presidential election-themed breakfast cereal, earning $30,000 for their initial startup. The perseverance of the two protagonists impressed investor Paul Graham, who's in charge of an American seat accelerator. He brought Airbnb in his program and provided them with entrepreneurial guidance and financial support, so the company slowly developed. The last part is the end of the story. To refer to the opening lines, we can tell it like this, later, as the company continued to grow, after multiple rounds of funding, it finally went public on the Nasdaq in 2020, and the two founders realized their original dream. In this way, the story is completed, and if we master this structure, we can use it to write many stories. However, even if the story is well written, the moment we step on the stage we may be nervous and forget the words. What should we do? The author says we should employ one of the most effective memory techniques, to craft a memory palace. That is, to have an open space in our mind to store the information we need to remember. This is a way to organize information in order to recall it visually, thereby improving our memory. There are a few things the author suggests we should do in order to establish a memory palace. First, choose a familiar venue, such as the house you live in, and then identify a route to visit the house in your mind. For instance, enter from the main door, turn right, first to the living room, then the kitchen, dining room, bedroom, bathroom, master bedroom, balcony, aisle, and the door. Then, place the information that needs to be remembered in these places. Applying this technique to our previous story, it may look like this, in the living room, place the message the founder of the company wants to set up a website, in the kitchen, they raise startup funds everywhere, and in the restaurant they design breakfast cereals. Simply put, it is to place the information you want to remember in sequence according to the route defined in your mind, recall it several times, then memorize the route and the corresponding information. It should be noted that when placing information in the memory palace, the richer the details are, the deeper the impression will be we should make it as interesting and unique as possible. The funnier the images are, the stronger the memory is. Have you grasped the method of crafting a memory palace? Can you remember the story now? Then let's start telling stories to the audience. When telling a story, it is necessary to make the story dramatic with ups and downs to leave a long-lasting memory with an enduring aftertaste. We can make this happen in the following way. Firstly, we can build in a hook that grabs the audience's attention and draw the audience into the story. The hook can be a question or suspense. For example, to take Airbnb as a case study, we can first ask, does anyone know the current market value of Airbnb? Questions like these can quickly grab the attention of the audience. Secondly, it's important to show humanity during the presentation. The author believes that a good narrator must be totally human, able to show vulnerability, withstand embarrassment, and dare to accept failure before success. Let's look at an example of a stand-up comedy performance. Stand-up comedian Mike Birbiglia once talked about his first experience of kissing someone in high school. At that time, the girl commented that he was the worst kisser she's ever kissed. Instead of admitting his lack of experience in front of his buddies, he tried to save face and said, yeah, that sounds about right. 
I'm a terrible kisser. That's kind of my thing. This performance was very popular with the audience because Mike dared to mention this embarrassing experience in public, showing a defect in character that many people share. This is the kind of story the audience wants to hear. Thirdly, when telling a story, you can also reveal what your true feelings were when things happened. This will make your story more real and vivid. For instance, when Berbiglia recounted how he felt when he kissed someone for the first time, he said, it was like watching a dog eating spaghetti. That brings us to the end of part 1, if we want to deliver information effectively, we need to tell a good story that entertains the audience's brain. When designing a story, we can use a combination of protagonists, goals, challenges, and conflicts to create the story. We can utilize the memory palace to visually remember the story we want to tell. As for the storytelling part, we can apply techniques such as building in a hook to attract the audience's attention, speaking wholeheartedly, and sharing our genuine feelings with the audience. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.